Buy low, sell high. Very easy to say, but not always so easy to do. For example, high interest rates are hurting the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices in a lot of markets are falling, even for many of the best assets. So it's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com pockets, fundrise.com pockets. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. You ever feel like your vacation rental since empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to On The Market. I'm your host, Dave Meyer. And today we're going to be talking about 2023 goals. First, we will review the goals that we had for 2022, what we hit, maybe what we failed at, and then talk about what we're looking forward to and aiming for in 2023. For this conversation, I have my friend Henry Washington with me. Henry, what's going on? What's up, buddy? Good to see you again. Likewise, we also have James Daynard. What's going on, guys? And Kathy Fecky, live from Dallas right now. Hello. Looking at some properties. Super excited. Look at your glow. That's the, <laughs> that's the excitement of, of real estate investors who get, get to go do property walkthroughs. <laughs> that's a fact, though. Looking at properties always gets me hyped. Yeah. Glowing while she's shopping. Who doesn't glow when they shop, though? It's just like... <laughs> I know most people are looking for like retail stuff though, but Kathy's just looking for multifamily complexes and it's just glowing at the same time or single families. Some people, some women like to buy shoes and I like to buy houses. I'm with you. All right. So if you listen to our show on Monday, we talked a lot about 2022 mistakes that we've made, but we're going to shift to the more positive side of things. And I'd love to just hear before we go into next year's planning, 
what some of the goals you had for 2022 were and sort of how you performed on them. So Henry, let's start with you. What were some of your goals and how'd you do on your list of goals? Oh, he's dancing. So yeah, man. Pretty good. You know, it's funny the real estate, the, the market shifts, if you will, uh, throughout 2021 and 2022 kind of correlates to like how and why I hit certain goals. So my goals, pretty high level were, um, I wanted to buy 15 doors that hit a 10% cash on cash return um, with a with a net cash flow of uh, I shoot between three and five hundred uh, a door and so for 2022 we ended up doing let's see we're currently at 30 doors that we bought. And that hit that number that we're holding. And then if you look at the closings we have scheduled before the end of the year, um, that's another 16. So we're going to be at about 46 stores. So the original goal was 15. Damn. When did, did you hit 15 by like February? It's Yeah. So what happened was it, by February, I had like 20 under contract and some of those ended up falling through and we didn't get them. Um, and so we hit a lot, we hit several of them early and then we're doing, and then we got a big chunk cause we bought uh, a commercial office complex and I, that wasn't on the plan for this year, but that had 11 units in it. And, um, and then it, we're closing the year with closing on a 15 unit, um, trailer park. Oh, nice. So, well, I guess, first of all, when we get to the part of the show where we're going to talk about 2023 goals, we have to uh, hold you accountable for a stretch goal. If you uh, if you tripled your, <laughs> yeah. you tripled your goal for last year, we got to have you set a higher one. That's kind of why I led with how the market is is kind of speaking to these goals, because my uh, I typically have a, a, a door goal or a rental property goal, and then I have a... Um, dispositions goal like so if i'm for my flips right because we we tend to do we flip the ones we don't want and then we we keep the rest and so my flip goal was to do about 15 flips and try to hit about 1.2 million um and we were well under that so we did about as far as the number we did 18 um but we only got to about 761,000. Uh, on, on that goal. And so a lot of those were smaller flips. Um, some of those were partnerships. So I was only taking, you know, uh, 50% of the, of the, of the proceeds there. Um, but in 2021, it was the exact opposite. I didn't hit my rental door goal. We bought way less rentals, but we did way more flips and way more profit. We did over 1.2 million in 2021 and we weren't planning on it. Um, and so the market was just telling us in 2021, like, you're going to make big profits, right? Sell everything you can that makes sense to, and then redeploy those assets into uh, things that you're going to hold long term. And then 2022 it was a, a little bit of the opposite. So uh, we definitely, definitely missed the goal on on flips, but that's okay because we well exceeded our goal on holds and and I got into this business for holds. So if I'm going to overshoot one and miss the other one, I want it to be this way. I want to grab more doors that I'm going to keep forever. Well, congrats, man. That's awesome. I mean, great to hear that you, uh, well, well got well and above your goal. James, what about you? What were your, your goals in 2022 and how'd you perform? Man, 2020, 2021 and 2022 have been like the craziest busy years I've ever been in real estate. It's been absolutely nuts. Um, 
for 2022, we had, I had a few goals that, it, that I was really trying to get to. The first one was I was trying to do $200 million in sales as a broker, direct to investors. That was, that's been a goal of mine for a couple of years now. We, I haven't quite hit that mark quite yet. Uh, we ended up falling short on that and we did about, we're, we'll probably end up clocking. We got one more month in there, uh, but we'll probably be around like 160 mil in sales, which is still great. Um, but in, in definitely something we're, we're pushing to get to, um, we, we've, cre- I've created the plan to get to 200 million next year. Uh, other th- goals that I had was we wanted to acquire about four to 500 more doors for our portfolio. We're going to do this more through syndicating, not through, uh, per- well, I kind of do this two different ways. Me and my business partner, we do larger deals together and then we do buy a lot of development property and we own it together. And so we have our own set of doors, which are roughly around 1500 doors in there. So we were trying to get that closer to 2000 by the end of the year. And we fell short, we hit about 300 doors for the acquisition. The reason being, I think we missed that goal mostly is because the deals just weren't there. It was better to skip our goal and just move on and and, and start refocusing because if it's just not there, you can't force it in. Um, I do think that we're going to be able to hit that number next year because the opportunities are definitely there. And we've already bought in substantially more doors in the last 60 days than we did all previous year from there. Some other goals that we have for 2022 is we wanted to lock all of our portfolio rates in. And so we spent a lot of time in that last quarter of 2021 and 2022 forecasting our whole portfolio out because a lot of times when we're buying these apartment buildings, we are, they're on a, you know, they're on five-year, five-year notes, um, and so what we wanted to do is we wanted to stagger all of our loans out, A, lock the rates that were cheap so we we're able to get really good money on all these deals and inc- increase the cash flow, but then also stagger out all of our balloon payments because we wanted to make sure that we weren't running into a fiscal year that where we were just going to get crushed with refis going on. And so we spent a lot of time, we knew 2021 was this crazy growth year. And so in the beginning of 2022, we just kept with the sales, but we really wanted to just look at everything internally, audit it, stabilize everything out. So uh, uh, we were very happy with hitting that goal. Everything is, you know, all of, we don't have one loan coming due for at least four years. And so we don't have to worry about some sort of rate jump or anything like that. Um, and so that, that was a big goal for us to hit. Um, and then uh, one other thing that we were definitely were uh proud of that we hit, uh, we we had a goal to do about $20 million in short-term dispositions, which is going to be fix and flip and development sites. And we ended up doing about 30 mil in dispositions. Uh, Part of that was probably 15% growth in values, but we ended up uh, like internally through my business partner, we we did about 30 mil in dispositions, uh, which I'm really glad we hit, we racked a lot of those in the first two quarters of the year because it, it, I think it would have been a lot less if we would have hit into that third quarter. So we, we, we definitely actually on the short term in the sales side, we, we hit very close to our goals, if not ex- excelled. We didn't pick up a lot of rental doors or as much as we wanted just because the deals weren't there. So that, that we're I'm definitely going to be doubling down on 2023 as we're seeing better deal flow to acquire more and more doors. Well, first of all, congrats, James. It sounds like an awesome year overall, but it's interesting that you and Henry basically had swapped experiences, right? Like you did more flips and less rentals where Henry did the exact opposite. Yeah. I also wanted to take a moment and thank you, Dave, for allowing me to go over my goals first, because when I'm talking about a goal of hitting 1.2 million 
and doing 15 flips, James is like, I want to do 1.2 million on like one deal. <laughs> Goals. We're trying yeah. to hit 200 million. And I'm like, that's cool. I just want to make a million off of my 10 deals. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah you and me henry we have to go first and we'll let, we'll let james <laughs> yeah, that that is my 200 million dollar ghost though i have, i've just been chasing that for years i cannot i i have a plan no for 2023 i i know what i i'm i'm gonna get it so uh it just it just means bigger deals i said yesterday before you actually were able to hop on because of your technical difficulties that everybody needs james dannard problems <laughs> I, <laughs> I would, I would, I would love a James Dannard. I'm chasing two hundred million dollar problem. Fell short at one sixty. Yeah. Ah, what are you gonna do? It's uh, don't. It, you got to be careful what you ask for. Every morning I wake up, and I have a fire in my email box. There's, you know, there's like ten issues, uh, permit issues, contractor issues. Uh, it's, but you just got to work through them, and and then and just kind of figure out how to put the right systems in there, and. Um, and also just be a little bit of a deal junkie. The difference between you and somebody like me who wakes up with fires in my inbox is that um, when I check my email, I'm not doing it on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> that is a critical difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, give it give, well, all, all the fire, fire emails uh, is a good segue because I feel like Kathy's always just like the zen the Zen investor, no stress, just uh, always calm. Just so. buy stuff that works. Oh, no, 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 no. It's I got, okay. I got big, fat challenges. But, you know, I would say I, I win because I achieved a goal that I didn't even have. I didn't even write it down. Which was what? I just always thought the coolest thing in the world would be a to be a co-host on Bigger Pockets with Dave Myers? What? <laughs> what? With I mean, that was just a dream, not even a goal. And here I am. So I'm serious. That's that's amazing. I was skiing when I got the email from Kaylin saying that I you know that I was on, and I I have that ugly face cry, the happy face, but you're like oh <laughs> that um that my daughter took a picture of. I'll send it to you. Oh, we gotta post that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all sweaty from skiing. And I'm like, oh my god! So she's like, "What? What's wrong, mom?" <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's that's a goal. That was like a secret goal, uh, and I, I'm so grateful. And uh, on my actual written goals, I'm married to a coach, right? Rich Fetke. He does this for a living. Every single year, we sit down, we write down. Uh, you know, the, the most important things we want to accomplish beyond what our normal work is. I mean, we all have things that we're doing and working through, but what do we want to do beyond that, you know, pushing ourselves? So uh, I had three. And again, that's Rich's thing is I keep the big ones to three because the brain can't handle more than that. And uh, my big one was starting a women's mastermind. And I failed. I didn't do it, you guys. I didn't do it. I, I did one, but I didn't make it official. So that's going to be 2023. I don't know what stopped me. I think I just didn't know quite. I, I, I That's an excuse to say I didn't know how to do it. I think I was scared because uh, I haven't done it before. So I just did one and I think it it was really fun and went well. So that'll be next year because I just really believe in, in, uh, in women helping women 
become better leaders. We still have work to do. We still have work to do there. Still not a female president. Well, you're 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 an excellent candidate to to lead that mastermind, Kathy. So we need you to do it in in 2023. Oh, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm going to do it. Okay. And then my second one was to finish my revision of my book. I wrote Retire Rich with Rentals in 2014. It was so outdated. And then when I got on this show, I'm like, oh no, people are going to read that book and they're going to be like, none of this makes sense. None of it's possible today. But this had been a goal. Do you guys ever have a goal and you just like, it's on the on there every single year, like the same freaking goal. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. So 2018, 2019, 2020, I mean, every single year. And so my husband, Rich, being a coach, was like, do you need some accountability this time? Because we really need you to rewrite your book. It's very outdated. And uh, so I'm like, yes, help me. So he set an appointment at the audio recording studio where I would record it non-refundable. And he knows that I didn't want to lose thousands of dollars, set the date. And he's like, this is the date you're showing up, <laughs> whether it's done or not. So I did. I, I revised that book. It re-recorded it. It's updated to 2022. So I did that. Really, really happy. Congrats. Thank you. And then, the, and these are the professional goals. The third one was I knew in January that the market was going to shift I knew that, well, obviously the Fed had stated they were going to raise rates seven times this year. Uh, and that, that means a massive and sudden slowdown to the economy. So I knew that was coming and I wanted to be prepared. So I wanted to have a fund because I wanted to have a big bundle of cash, you know, like millions and millions of dollars, like about 20 million, um, just ready to acquire. And uh, we did it. I found my perfect partner. I'm here in Dallas right now, ready to go meet with her. We're going to go look at the acquisitions that we're, we're about to, to go after. And I'm super proud because I got this one done and I got the right partner. And she's both a property manager here in Dallas. I've been working with her for 10 years. I know her very well. And she's excited. And she's basically doing her deal, which is, you know, buying older homes, but not too old. They're kind of light rehab. We're fixing them up to really nice uh, A-class condition because so many high-tech people are moving from California to Dallas and they're going to expect California standards, you know. So we're we're really making these places nice and uh, and all the equity goes into the fund, all the all the upside and and we just we just share it 7525 with the investors. So that's awesome. We did it. I'm super excited. And we're taking advantage of, of this time when so many people are afraid and, and they shouldn't be, but they are because people believe headlines, uh, which, uh, you know, when we're looking at sales volumes, I'm just going to say this really quick, but sales volumes today are not that different than pre-pandemic. Like people are still buying and selling homes, right? But you can't compare year over year data. You can't compare now with crazy, right? Like you got to go back to pre-pandemic. And so headlines know how to freak people out. And they're comparing now from last year, which was an unprecedented year. Don't do it. Don't look at headlines that compare now with then. So anyway, I'm thrilled maybe that other people are reading those headlines because we're going in and there's just not competition when you can come in with cash. It's fantastic. Awesome. Well, congratulations to all of you. Uh, 
because my real estate goals are lame compared to all of yours, I was going to say that my goal was launching this podcast with all of you, which is true. Uh, and really appreciate you saying that, Kathy, but also appreciate all of you and Jamil, wherever he may be preparing for his TV show launch, uh, that you all helped me make one of my annual and lifetime goals come true. So that's 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 a big one for me. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about our goals for 2023. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my 9-to-5 job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, time for 2023 goals. James, you you talked a big game about your plan to hit 200 million in sales. So let's let's hear about this this goal and your plan of attack for 2023. And I guess is this like is this the most important goal you're going after next year? Uh, well, no, the most important one is to get a little bit more. It's so it's 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 kind of they're kind of counter. I got to figure out the magic sauce on this because it's I, I'm also trying to get a little bit out of my operational side of the business on the sales side. So I want to step out more, but then continue to grow. Um, and it, and the reason I want to do that more is I'm trying to get out of the service side as much and, and get the right staff. And we have a great team, expand the team and then be more in the investor. You know, as a as a as my career as an investor, you know, over the last 18 years, it was like, you know, it's always been a lot of hands on hard work and getting in the weeds, getting things done, fixing things. And, you know, as I'm getting older and doing more deals and getting more capital, I want to be more passive. And so that, 
that means I, re- I really want to focus on the long-term investment goals, not just racking these checks in. And, um, and so that, that is the ultimate goal is to hire up, uh, bring in some more partners inside of our businesses, groom some people that can kind of take over as operators um, in the, the, the consumer and service side. Um, and then I can focus more on the investment strategy side and the like building the right teams to keep growing, uh, because I do think there's going to be a substantial amount of opportunity for the next 12 months. Uh, and if you have the right teams together, you can really, you know, let your money work and, and grow. Uh, so the, I guess the biggest one is see my kids and wife more and work less, but still grow the businesses and kind of focus on the bigger picture. That $200 million in sales, I've been chasing this for three years now, and I cannot get there. And what I realized is it's because I stick to what I know so well and what we are really good at. For us as a broker and a brokerage, we only sell what we know very, very well. We don't sell, I won't sell any type of investment that I haven't currently done. So because it's, we want to know how to package it, look at it, and help people work through that, that investment deal. And we just don't, it, like, for example, on warehouse leasing space, I've never done that before. We don't sell that. If it's, it's just, we want to make sure that we're really helping our clients through. But that's always based on my experience. That doesn't mean I can't bring in more people to help improve the, the client's experience. And so uh, I'm going to be actually, to get to this goal of 200 million, we're, we're going to double our sales team, which a lot of people are shrinking their sales team for this 2023. Everybody's kind of, Everybody's kind of pulling back right now and just going, okay, let's get stable. I'm doubling down. So we, we are hiring uh, two times more. Are you finding it easy to hire right now? Like, do you see an opportunity in grabbing talent from other people who are scaling back? Definitely on the sales side, that is for sure. There's a lot of lost brokers out there. You know, the markets, that it wasn't a real market for the last two to three years. It was this artificially inflated market that was on fire. And what that did is even for experienced brokers or new brokers is it, it a brought a lot of people into the business that maybe really weren't real estate people. They were just trying to make money. And the second thing is what it did is people gotten really lazy on their, on their, like their daily habit. It was just, it started becoming too easy, right? Like if you're a broker, you didn't have to worry about the marketing plan. You had to just throw a sign in the yard and figure out how to feed the offers and work that deal as best as possible. That is not selling. That is feeding offers and just, you know, that's negotiating at that point. And so a lot of simple habits that you need as far as an investor, a broker, a lender, these rules got broken, whether it was underwriting, uh, how you were doing them, what you were buying, if you could execute. And and so as that's kind of shooken up, there's a lot of people, I, I've had substantially amount of salespeople reaching out to me about careers um, and in the construction side, we've definitely seen um, a, a, it's getting easier across the board. Property managers, we've been able to staff up a little bit more internally for our syndication properties in our internal rentals. Um, superintendents are definitely starting to float around a lot more. Construction workers, um, because a lot of big builders laid off. A lot of people are stopped buying. They're forecasting to not be moving as much. And so, yes, the hiring is getting a little bit easier. Uh, not in all sectors. Like I think your my general like marketing, accounting, those things, those are still hard to hire for. Uh, but our real estate trades, uh, the specialist, it, it definitely is. And so, what we want to do is take this. And what I've figured out is I only have so much space that I can grow that two hundred million in. 
there's only so many single family rentals, fix and flip properties, development sites that we can sell on a, on a, you know, it, it, to, to be tangible and to keep growing. There's only so much opportunity out there. You got to source enough off market, on market. And so what we're really doing is we're, we're, we're doubling and tripling down on segments that we just started, we, that we do some business in. Like we, as brokers, we source a lot of dirt for developers in Seattle where we're finding the property, locking it up, selling it to them on a term. And, you know, and so what we're doing is we're, we're doubling down on those big, um, sector. So multifamily commercial, and we're just trying to expand it rather than just create more fix and flip and burr opportunities. We want to create the opportunities in all these different segments, which seems like a, a no brainer to be doing that as you're growing your business. But when you're doing this many deals, you get caught in the weeds and you just want to get deals done and it's going well. And so now we're trying to grow the segments and, and I'm going to, you know, maybe, I, maybe I let part of my business shrink a little bit just to focus on the growth of these and and that's what I had to kind of get to, and I'm okay doing that. And that's I think that was the 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 biggest thing I did over the last month was really do some soul searching of. I never want to stop growing, but how do I want to grow? And I want to grow. If I want to grow as an investor, then I need to give up some of these other things that create very good income. And that's okay because I need to, the bigger picture is I can be a lot more effective in our large development deals, our syndicating, our our lending of money. Um, you know, cause we do so many different things in the Pacific Northwest, you have to kind of keep them narrowed in. Um, and then we're also trying to pick up a thousand more doors this year. I think we could hit that. <laughs> just throw that in. Just, oh, by the way, just by the way, a thousand doors. That, that, I think there's going to be so much opportunity. I think we can do that. And we're going to be doing that through 1031 exchanging. We're wrapping up a couple right now where we're going from like seven doors to 30 right now. Uh, we've wrapping up a couple of 1031 exchanges. And then honestly, with people not buying bigger deals, w- w- the deals are there. And so, it, uh, but we need to staff up accordingly to keep these these units to, you know, so we're hiring right now, like we are buying a thousand doors. Um, and so, and I think we can get in that. And I, we're very excited about that because it's hard to acquire good rental property that can pay a high yield in, in Washington state. So big goals, but you got to have your goals big. I, 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 I'm, if your goals aren't big, you don't grind as hard. So I just, it, it, it keeps me on the hamster wheel, but I, you know, I have a certain goal to get to as a, I want a certain amount of money every month from passive income and I'm not there yet. And so I have to create more income, have to save my money, stick it away and just let that keep growing so I can get to that, that, that magical number that I've been chasing. Well, so James, I want to ask you before we move on, like, you said, so your philosophy about goal setting is to set big goals. Does that mean you know you might not hit them each year? Or like, what's your approach to how attainable you think your goals should be uh, and how many of them you set? Yeah, and I, I think that's a good question. Um, I set my goals bigger. Um, I, and I think it depends on who you are as a person. Some people like that in the gratification of, hey, I got this done, check it off a list. I mean, to be honest, if I have a list and I get to cross things off, it is very gratifying. Like, this is done. This is done, right? <laughs> There's something about that that is like, okay, even if it's, hey, I, I picked up my groceries, done, right? But I'm a person that I like failure makes me work harder. And if, and success sometimes makes me a little, it takes it off the gas. 
I don't, I don't know what it is. And so I, I, that's not for everybody. It's just how I do it. Maybe it's not the healthiest habit, but I like to make it to where I'm always trying to push myself to that, that kind of, that, that code red. And, uh, usually that means hit, trying to get to a goal that I couldn't hit or that I thought it would be a long shot. I'd rather have a long shot goal than an easy one. Yeah. I don't need to knock that. I, I like I, there's the bigger picture is what I'm chasing. And, and I get the anxiety. If I don't hit my goal, I get anxiety and it makes me work harder, smarter and do it differently. And it, it you know, it's the best way for me to do it, but it's not for everybody. Anxiety fueled, uh, anxiety fueled gold attainment is, uh, is something I, it's something I really, really, uh, relate to James. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to get to more deals, you got to get the magic mix of way too much caffeine, anxiety, (laughs) and it turns you into a total basket case and you just get things done. Yeah. And continuously telling yourself that every success was actually just a failure. That's, that's the key that I I make sure to throw in there. That is one of my biggest goals for 2023. Quit drinking Rockstar. Whoa. It's a big one. Well, there goes our Rockstar sponsorship. (laughs) Unless it gets sponsored, then... (laughs) Yeah, that one, I, I formulated a plan for that too. Oh, shoot. I thought that was going to be your mastermind. It's like everybody sits around and drinks rock stars all day and just like gets anxious and like, oh, how can we have goals we can't hit? <laughs> <laughs> well, James, I, I totally relate, but let's go to Kathy. I feel like she probably has a healthier, uh, <laughs> healthier idea of how to set goals. <laughs> No, it's it's funny because, uh, you know, I was like that for many years, 20 years, just charging. And I think life just has a way of um, calming you down as you get older. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. You're just not old enough yet, James. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you start to see the kids grow up and you start to, you know, see things sag when you're in down dog. You know, it's just like, <laughs> maybe it's time to... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Show's over. <laughs> oh, I just want to spend time with my grandson, who, by the way, just got a police car that, you know, that the little ones, the little guys could drive. And so now every night he patrols the neighborhood with his police yeah, car. It's That's adorable. And I wanted one of those so bad when I was a kid. What are they called? Like power wheels? Power, power wheels, wheels, right? Power. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. It's got alarms and sirens. The na- I'm sure the neighbors love us. Yeah. What happened? That was usually like for the, like the really cool kids. Now I see them everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. That was like if you had that, it was like having pump or Reebok pumps. Oh my god! And then the Reebok pumps and a power wheel. Yeah, you were the coolest kid on the playground for sure. sure. <laughs> uh, well, what were we talking about? Oh, goals, Kathy. You said three goals, right? That's what uh, that's that's what you set. So, do you have your three goals for next year yet? We usually sit down on New Year's Day and do it together as a family. And then the next week we do it with our company. But if I were to guess what it will be, I've already said it. I am going to have and launch the most awesome women's mastermind. Can't wait. That will be fully fleshed out by, I think, before January. So maybe that's still a this year goal. Maybe I'll actually hit the goal this year. Hey, yeah, it's not over. There's still time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, in 2023, again, like my values change over time and I've got uh, two daughters and the youngest one's 23 and a dream has been to work with her, work with both daughters. And uh, and so the 23-year-old came to, I actually went to Europe with her this summer and she came with me to Portugal to look at the, you know, the golden visa program and the program we were setting up to help 
uh, Americans and other people who are looking for citizenship. Krista was with me in Portugal, fell in love with Portugal, fell in love with the idea of the golden visa program. She she wanted to to do it, and so now she's working for uh, for uh, Gateway Portugal, and which is a friend of mine who who started that company, and it's been so much fun helping her launch that. So that's one of my goals is to you know help my daughter. I'm a part owner in this business now, and help her launch this thing. So I would say for 2023, really. Um, living that dream of being in partnership with my daughter on something she's super passionate about. Cool. That's awesome. I love that. So fun. So fun to see her. Like you can't, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of times you want your kids to work in your business with you, but they, they need to choose that. Like never force that. Just be so awesome that they want to do it with you, you know, um, and not, and not too young. Like they need to go find out what other jobs are like, what other bosses are like, and then realize you're, you're the best. And you know, they have to go find that out. Um, but she, you know, she was ready and she came to us wanting to do this and she's been booked with three, four conversations a day already with people. Wow. That's so cool. Congrats. Um, what else? Obviously, the fund, keeping that growing. And then the big one is, is working through some of the projects that I started years ago that have been challenging. Um, you know, we, we have ground up development projects, so this is a tough time for builders. Right. And, and so my goal is of course, to do as best as I can for our investors. We actually sold out two of our subdivisions early this year. (laughs) (laughs) So the timing was great. Uh, but we've got, three more. And, uh, and so just giving it my all, everything I've got, creativity, marketing, um, you know, working, like I said, with our high-end luxury homes, we're working with the shared vacation model with Ember Homes, which is like Picasso. And that is just a phenomenal model uh, where people can have these vacation homes and not have to pay for the whole home because who uses their vacation home all the time? People don't. It's a waste of space. It's a waste of land uh, for people to have these vacation homes they don't use. I mean, where I live in Malibu, it's 50% occupied because all these rich people own homes that are empty. And that's that's not great. So this is a, a way to share that so that there's shared ownership in these vacation homes. You get your your days. And, you know, so things like that, really finding alternatives to the projects I'm already in to do the best I can for my investors. Now, what Rich would say is make it uh, smart, right? You know, like really got to like, what does that mean? How many and, and, uh, you know, get, get, get it down in writing with numbers and dates and be specific. So that'll, that'll be what I do on January 1st. Nice. Well, if you don't know what Kathy's talking about, about smart goals, this is a really popular goal setting framework that is super helpful. Uh, smart is an acronym. It stands for, uh, S stands for specific. So, I'm going to read this. I'm not just, I haven't just memorized this. Uh, Specific says, in order for a goal to be effective, it needs to be specific. A specific goal answers question like, what needs to be accomplished? Who's responsible for it? What steps need to be taken to achieve it? M is for measurable. I think this is super important. Uh, Obviously, I'm a data nerd. Uh, But quantifying your goals uh, makes it easier to track your progress. Like you have to be able to keep score if you want to set a goal. A is achievable. So James, I don't know if you if yours if yours are uh, your uh, your big goals are would fall into the smart goals, but I like it. Achievable but ambitious uh, is should be the the A. 
R is uh, relevant, so that it's actually important to you um, and that it's important to your big picture. And T is time-bound, which I think is really important too. You have to give yourself a deadline. So uh, if you're interested in goal setting and, and uh, want sort of like a framework, uh, SMART goals is a really, really good way to do that. And Dave, that's why I didn't make the, that's why I didn't accomplish the mastermind one is I was like, yeah, I want to do a mastermind, but I didn't, I didn't make it SMART. I wasn't specific. I didn't say how many. I didn't say exactly what that would look like. So you could say that I achieved it because I did have one, but that's not what I really had in mind. Uh, but what I had in mind, I didn't write down. Totally. Because I guess the, the the process of doing a SMART goal is a lot of the work you need to accomplish your goal, right? You know, if you can figure out what specifically you want it to be and like what the metric of success is and when you're going to do it by, like that's a lot of the work for a lot of these goals. And so it it forces you to uh, take some of the ambiguity out of it. And then you can focus on execution and less on like, what is this thing going to be? Uh, and I, I guess it just helps. All right, Henry, what are your goals for 2023? And I guess let's just start actually with like, what is your, what's your philosophy on goal setting? So yeah, my, my goals for 2023, I like to keep them simple. So I kind of just carry over the same goals um, and then either adjust them uh, based on, uh, what happened in the previous year and how that made me feel or, and how that made us feel about where we want to go the next year. And so we're still looking to buy 15 doors. Uh, we're still going to do about 15 flips. Want to hit that 1.2 million number. Um, we're, I, I do have goals around hiring people this year. Um, because I'm just, a, we're just still a small operation. I still do acquisitions. My wife is our property manager. Um, my handyman is my sister-in-law, right. And, um, I, I hired a social media manager this year so I could take social media off my plate so I could focus more on the actual business of investing in real estate. And so next year I want to hire, uh, we're going to bring in somebody to do acquisitions. I want to get a personal assistant to help me with some of the day-to-day -day administrative things that I, that take too much of my time. Um, but all of that is just around me not having to spend as much time in the business so that I can hang out with my wife and kids more. Um, um, but for me, what, what's important about goals is a, that you have them, right? So you need to write your goals down. And I think there's something powerful about actually writing them, like putting pen to paper. Um, you can type them and that's cool. But when I write my goals down, I don't know if I, it feels more, it feels more real. It feels more like something that I am going to look to achieve. And so kind of some of the hacks that I do with my goals is not only do I write them down, but I I write them multiple times a day. And so like every day when I wake up in the morning, I work out and then I sit down and I write my goals over and over again. I try to write them like three to five times each. I, ha I wish I had the paper because I'm in my office. It's typically like Bart Simpson on the yeah, exactly. like before. 100%. I have a notepad and it's just I write my goals over and over again because for me, like it's a it's a mindset hack. Right. And like uh, a mindset, like people get a little flu flu when you talk about mindset. But for me, like a mindset is a mental tool to help me stay physically disciplined with the tasks. And so me writing them every day is really just me making sure that my goals are staying on the forefront of my brain so that as I'm actually doing things throughout the day, they have like I have my goals in mind because I, I put them at the front of my brain every single morning. Um uh, and so it helps me work towards those things. It helps me 
so, uh, when I'm when I'm time blocking, right? I'm making sure that I'm blocking time and working on things that are relevant to those goals. Um, another thing that I do is I have I I, t- I put my goals in picture form. So, and then I will save them as the as a vision board on the home screen of my phone, just so that I'm I got your phone in my hand all day. And so every time I go to unlock my phone, I can see my vision board. Right. And it helps me remember, like, especially if I feel like I because we're all going to get into places where we feel like the things that we're doing are spinning wheels, but those wheels aren't actually getting us closer to our goals. And then I get overwhelmed. And so I, when I get overwhelmed, it's very easy for me to just look and see, okay, if what I'm doing right now isn't moving me closer to one of these goals on my phone, then I need to readjust what I'm doing because we're all going to get overwhelmed and we're all going to get burned out. And we're all like, just like James said, you wake up and you've got the the fires in your, in your inbox and it's easy to just focus on those fires. But sometimes what I've noticed is like all these fires aren't really fires and all these fires don't really take me to do something. Sometimes it's a fire that somebody else thinks is a fire that I have to handle when it's really just something I need to push back on them to take care of. It's not that big of a deal. Right. And so it helps me to stay focused. It helps me to always remember the things I need to be working on, need to be pushing me towards those goals. Um, and I, then I also like to write my goals down and then I stick them everywhere. So like in my office, you can't see it, but on the side, on the wall here on the side, on a sticky note, I've got goals written down over and over again. And my, in my office at home, same thing hanging from my monitors are my goals next to my bed. I have my goals. I even have my goals on a sticky note in the shower so that when I'm showering, <laughs> I awful. see my goals. Wow. And is it those goals like the, like buy 15 rentals, like those goals, you just, yes. you paper, you wallpaper your house with them. I wall, yes, I wallpaper my house with my goals so that I see them everywhere because I just want to make it that much easier for me to stay focused on the tasks that I'm doing should actually be moving me towards those goals or else it's probably not as important as I think it is. Cause we will all get overwhelmed with tasks. And so those are just like little life hacks that I use to help my, to help me stay focused on the things that are important. Um, and I think I just, I just truly believe that there is power in repetition, seeing things over and over again, um, because you're going to consciously, your efforts will push you will, will consciously, you will do tasks that will push you towards those goals, but also subconsciously you're going to be, you're going to start doing things that are going to push you toward those goals as well, man. My lock screen on my phone is just a picture of a fried chicken sandwich. So I guess that shows why, why you're more successful than I am. <laughs> How does the sticky notes work inside the shower? The only thing I keep inside my shower are energy drinks. So like, how does yeah. the sticky note work? So there's a, 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 there's a, there's a, I forget what they're called, but there's like water, like water, shower, it's made for the shower. So the paper is like super durable. And it's a pencil that you write with. So it's wow. not like ink. I like it. it I, I get it. I, I get them off Amazon. I've got like two or three of those little notepads in my shower. See, I was thinking about getting a cooler for my shower so I could just have a cold cast of energy <laughs> drinks as soon as I get in. Well, if you're trying to quit, James, you got to switch out the rock stars for Henry's now. I know. Dude, <laughs> dude my, my wife has one of those little like uh, cosmetic refrigerators that women have for their like cosmetics that are supposed to stay not room temperature. 
I don't know, but I'm like, mm, I could probably toss a beer or two in there. I mean, you know, maybe. Throw <laughs> <a few. laughs> That's bad. Right. Uh, all right. Well, those are sounds like some ambitious, great goals. Is there any any other tips any of you have or, or thoughts on goal setting that you want to uh, impart on our audience, Kathy? At uh, at business with our business, we use a software called Ninety dot io. Ninety is spelled out, and it's an eo. It's kind of based on eos. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, meetings are just such a waste of time most of the time. You've got the loud mouths who come up with ideas and they just derail the the meeting and uh I, you know a lot of people hate meetings, right? So with 90.io, you basically have, you know, your headlines, everybody just gets a few seconds to say something that everybody in the company needs to know and then you review your to-dos that was supposed to be done last week so everybody is held accountable because it's on the software and doesn't get checked off till it's done and you've announced it. And then you go into the section that's all the ideas, all the things that can be done to improve or the issues, basically the, the things that need to be discussed and they all get put in here. And then as a group, you, you move to the top the issues that the entire group wants to talk about and there's a timer on it. So you don't have people who just dominate with their idea that nobody cares about. Um, you know what I'm saying? There's always the loud mouth. Mm -hmm. So and that could be me. <laughs> so this um, just, just keeps it on track. Um, you know, anyone can call out and say, hey, it sounds like this is something for a subgroup. Like if you really want to get deeper into the how of this, the to do here is to set up a meeting and you do it offline so that the whole group doesn't have to be here figuring out this thing that only two you care about. So it, I just highly, highly, highly recommend 90.io because it takes the the vision and the vision at the beginning of the year breaks it out into quarterly steps like what's the first bite of this elephant like what's the first thing we need to do and then you take that quarterly goal and you break it down into weekly steps called milestones and it's all on that software everyone can see it everyone can see how you're doing on it it's been tremendous for us so another hack that you can do to help you achieve your goals is like, so like humans, we're all naturally pumped about our goals at the beginning of the year because everybody on Instagram, everybody on YouTube is all talking about goals, plan your goals, set your goals, right? Like New Year's resolutions, like there's all these things that are telling us, let's get ready for the new year. And so we do, we like, we get focused for a few months and then life happens, things happen, then we slow down, maybe we get off track. Like even the most even the most disciplined people about their goals will start to slow down after about 90 days. And so you can use that first 90 days to your advantage, right? And so when you're planning your goals, don't just plan your goals, but plan a 90 day plan, right? So take your goals and just, you can literally, like you can Google 90 day plan. There's tons of templates, right? But you can essentially just break your goals out into what are the, what's the goal? Who do you need to get it done? And then how, like, what steps are you going to take within each month in the first 90 days to achieve that goal? And uh, it's kind of like some people are most productive in the morning, right? And then they trail off. And so they take advantage of the mornings and they try to be as productive as possible so that if they trail off, they still get a lot of things done. You can do the same thing with your goals and try to be the most productive on achieving your goals in the first 90 days. And then if you trail off, you've got a big head start within those first 90 days. So you can be super strategic, plan out those first 90 days. And while you're still motivated about getting your goals done, you'll be able to accomplish way more of those tasks because you're feeling like that's what you should be doing before life smacks you in the face. And then you need to throw your goals out the window anyway. That's a great tip. Yeah. It's like plan, plan to have a plan. 
um, and plan, plan for the fatigue and like understand that that's just human nature. Right. Well, I love all these tips. I love these goals. I really appreciate that. Uh, all of you basically said, in addition to financial goals, have lifestyle goals too. I mean, most of us invest for reasons that are just beyond just making a lot of money, but also able to do things that are fulfilling to you as well, that you feel are important and meaningful. And that's, uh, that's very important for uh, goal setting as well. I have one last goal setting question for you guys. If you could create a goal for the on the market podcast for 2023, what would that goal be? I think the number one goal is to make sure that David Green wakes up very sad when we take over the number one spot. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against David Green. I love the guy. But sometimes you just got to do something to somebody's cereal and take over that number one spot. <laughs> uh, we got a long way to go, but I like the ambition of I, that goal. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Set big goals. Like it just, you just. Yeah. You know what? What I I don't like baby steps. Just go for it. I'm, I'm with you. Let's Dave, do it. What about being on Real Wealth's top ten podcast list? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a goal. That's an expectations, Kathy. <laughs> we need to talk about expectations going forward. So for everyone listening, I was like, I forget what I was doing, but I was like doing some research. I like Googled like top real estate podcasts a few months ago, like well into on the market. And I found an article by Real Wealth, Kathy's company for top real estate podcasts. And On the Market was not on it. So I, <laughs> I sent it to Kathy and called her out a little bit and was asking why, what we have to do to make her top podcast <laughs> list for next year. Oh, so the, the funniest thing is I didn't even know that list existed. And the best part was that somehow my show is at number one. I'm like, that sounds kind of self-serving. Anyway, we must have a great SEO person. because <laughs> Totally. Very good I also SEO. found that list too. So you do have an SEO. Good SEO. Person. I will have a good conversation with her. <laughs> All right. Well, now it will seem more more honest, right? Like we didn't make it the first year. We had to prove ourselves that we <laughs> that, you know, after what are we at? Like 50 something episodes at this point that were worthwhile. All right. Well, my my goal is uh is next year is to uh is to get at least in the top five for for investing shows. And I think we can definitely do that. Hopefully make two Daves cry. Let's get David Green sad and Dave Ramsey sad one day. If we can, <laughs> if we can dethrone those two, we'll know that we've, uh, we've accomplished something great. There's a new Dave in town. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, wow. That's so funny. Yeah. All Daves. With three Daves at the top. Yeah. <laughs> One day. And it's, I mean, let's not discount the fact that we hit a goal of a million downloads already. Yeah, we did. That's incredible. Over a million downloads in uh, in like six months, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate all of you for uh, for all of your support, for giving us those good reviews, for sharing it with your friends. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I think yesterday, we're recording this in early December uh, the Spotify uh, year wrapped thing came out. I don't know if you guys know what this is, where it shows you like the things you listen to most on Spotify. And I was seeing a lot of people like post that like on the market was their top podcast that they listened to in 2022, uh, which was super cool to see. Um, so even if not on the real charts, we were in top of the bigger pockets charts and above Dave Ramsey on a couple on a couple people's individual lists at least. So we appreciate you all. Thank you for, for supporting the show. Hopefully next year is a year, another year of great growth for this show. 
Kathy, James, and Henry, thank you so much for sharing your goals and your philosophy on setting goals. Really appreciate the the inside look into how you all think about what you want to accomplish and, and how you actually go about accomplishing those things. Uh, let's just do a quick reminder here of how anyone listening to this can connect with you. Kathy, where should people find you? Well, probably the easiest is on Instagram at Kathy Fedke or at realwealth.com. All right, James. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at jdaneflips or uh, check out jamesdaner.com for just a bunch of free videos of me walking through nasty houses. <laughs> <laughs> and Henry, what about you? Same. I'm at the Henry Washington on Instagram or check me out at henrywashington.com. All right, great. And I, you can find me either on Bigger Pockets or on Instagram where I'm at the Data Deli. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode on the market. We'd love if you either go on Instagram or on the Bigger Pockets forums. Tell us what your goals are for 2023. We'd love to hear them and how you're going to go about setting and accomplishing your goals. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. On the Market is created by me, Dave Meyer, and Kaylin Bennett. Produced by Kaylin Bennett. Editing by Joel Esparza and Onyx Media, research by Pooja Jindal, and a big thanks to the entire Bigger Pockets team. The content on the show on the market are opinions only. All listeners should independently verify data points, opinions, and investment strategies. The housing market is changing, and finding your way right now can be a bit tricky. There are rate shifts, there are confusing headlines, but at the end of the day, your goal hasn't changed. You probably still want financial freedom as much as ever. Well, the good thing is that experienced investors know it's not about trying to time the market. It's about the amount of time you have in the market. And if you're ready to get into real estate investing game, you can still do that, or you can take your game to the next level by finding an investor-friendly agent. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in just a few minutes. You head over to biggerpockets.com deals, enter in some details about what you want, where you want to buy, and boom, you instantly get matched with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com slash deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com slash deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investments in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.